Hey guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, your favorite podcast where we talk about all the books from Book Talk. And today we have got a very special episode because we're talking about one of Book Talk's own. You know her as Cassian. You probably know her from her audition tapes. It's Kaven. Now, (laughs) you've heard us talk about her before because we love her impressions of the SJM crew, no matter what they're doing. But this charming, talented lady also wrote a dang book. And it is called Forbidden Fates. A and, forbidden fate. Oh gosh, we're already off the. Sorry, my apologies, Lady Kevin. Um, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> my apologies, Lady Kevin. It's called Forbidden Fate. A forbidden fate, and it just came out. I'd say about like a week ago. Yep, ten four. Ten four, and we read it. We got our eyes on it, and you know what? We liked it. So of course we have our hot takes that we're going to talk about. You know there's some names we're fucking up because, God, we could never get a name right. <laughs> and even, you know, sweet Kaven blessed us with a pronunciation guide that we still struggled with, which I feel like is more on us than on her. But I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Hilda and Bridget. Hi. Hi. Guys, what did you think about the book? I really liked it. I, you know what? I think, I don't want to say I loved it. I was like one step closer down. But it's a between a like and a love. Like when I was in the story, I was in the story. I flew through it. And at no point was I trying to draw parallels to other books that I've read recently, which is I tend to have a habit of doing. So I was like, I felt like I was reading something new. I I also really enjoyed it. I feel like maybe love is a strong word. <laughs> But I really liked it. I think the magic building in there was great. I think the world building was great. I think the witty banter kept it flowing great. I'm invested. I want to know more. When's book two coming out? Yeah, that's what she should have started off with. Here's book one. Book two's in the making. And here's the date. Because now I'm like. Now I'm like, what is it? Like, how long do I have to wait for this? We all know what waiting is like. Yes. Oh, bother. That was my best Eeyore impression. <laughs> See, I'm coming with the Disney references. I really this like episode. it. episode. <laughs> it's nice. Thanks for carrying the team on the Disney episodes, <laughs> the Disney references. All right. So let's get into a five-minute recap because if you haven't read this book and you've wanted to, I mean, let me start with there. If you haven't read this book and you've wanted to, this is our spoiler warning. We're going into hot takes, themes, characters. We're going to talk about the ending. So if you don't want to know... Tune in. Go check out our Zodiac Academy series. We've got a lot of content for you to dive into on that side. So before we get into our hot takes, let's do a five-minute recap. Now, I think we all just relev- I think we all just recently finished. I finished late, as in I had to push us off of this recording for five minutes <laughs> so I can get from 94% to 100. And I think it's still a little fresh in our brains, so we'll just all give it a go. Yeah. So we are in the king uh, this world there's four kingdoms yeah maybe let's establish the world there's four kingdoms oh gosh right off the bat um, I'm screw these names there's up. one name verdana verdana where our or main Verdona. protagonist is from mm-hmm. there's uh, one called belial's thank you <laughs> i was gonna mess that up which is their like rival kingdom they're always their arch nemesis kingdom. Then there's Eridean, which is the neutral party, so Switzerland, mm-hmm. friends with both of them. And then there's Idazina, which is a settlement in the forest. And so I believe which is that in the one that starts with a B. The Florian, no, the there's Florian, the Florian wood. wood, which is supposed to be like this haunted. I don't want to say well, not haunted, but just a very magical. Mystical. Yes, mysterious place that actually it looks like it lives in um Baze's Belial's. Well, yeah, that guy's name is Brazen. Brazen. <laughs> Already messing up all the names. Don't mind me. You know what, guys? We have to stay on brand. So we have these four kingdoms, and you have our one of our main characters. Well, I want to say there's three kingdom, and then there's that one that they keep talking about. They have referenced that you don't have access to, or that Osinea, like not- which is across from the trench of Arberlo. And the only reason I know this is because I'm literally looking at the picture from the oh, cover of the picture. Book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, this map of yes. the world. So honestly, I feel like Caven is setting us up for success. And it's our fault if we yeah, fall again, short. The fault lies with us. 
No, wait, there is a map. Wow. Okay, this is exactly, I love when they give you a map and then you don't look at it, look at it until after you finish reading. You're like, oh, well, this is exactly how I visualized the map. So kudos to Caven for, you know, describing it properly because it was accurate. Great job. <laughs> I appreciate no, it because nice sometimes no one does it. Right. Or like we reference the map, but we're not. There's the map at the beginning, but we don't talk about any other locations or their proximities to each other. So it's a little bit hard time following. You have to kind of reference back. I get it. Um, did I also know there was a map? No, I did. I did not. I think I just eagerly skipped right all over this and the original pronunciation guide, which is why you will probably hear me struggle because I didn't know that until I had already kind of committed my own wacky way of saying these names. And then Bridget and Hilda were you know, seeing the praises of, yay, there's a pronunciation guide. She must know us. And I was like, ah, well, shit. <laughs> so, I already screwed this up. And you guys know us. And I read yeah. the pronunciation guide. I tried to stick th- to it while I was reading. And that's what took me longer. Why I took longer to get into the book. Because every single time I started it, I would look at the name and be like, okay, let me go back to the pronunciation guide to see if I can figure out how to say this properly. And it took me longer. And when I finally said, F it, I flew through the book. <laughs> So, yeah, I just roll with my own brain <laughs> with how we call only, it. The only name pronunciation I dispute is Idalia. The main one? Yeah. And that's that's because we're in South Florida and like we've all known Idalias growing up. So where I'm from, we call her Idalia. And you just sometimes can't teach an old dog new tricks. And it's close and, though. It says it's Idalia. Idalia, Idal. Yeah. Close enough. I mean, so, it is it is close. We're not like totally off. It's not like I'm calling her Karen, but <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> so we have Idalia, who is from the northernmost region, Verdania. Um, who Verdana? Ver- Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> she's from the northernmost region of Verdania. <laughs> wrong again, Verdana. <laughs> There's no I in it. It's A-I-A. It's just V-E-R-D-A-N-A. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. You gotta just get the pronunciations because that's oh, really weird. So <laughs> it's a struggle, guys. This is already off the rails. We can't even make it through the five-minute recap. Oh, yes. We were in that part. I forgot. <laughs> we're in the five-minute recap, and I'm trying to keep, trying the best to keep us on the rails, but I'm the one who keeps knocking us off. So we have Idalia. From, I'm not saying it again because I from know Verdana, From Verdana. Thank you. She's the princess. She's the princess. And she receives a letter that a king from another kingdom, his wife has died, and she is to marry this man. And they must go across the forbidden – well, not forbidden, but the treacherous wood to get there. While she's on her way, she's kidnapped by bandits who turn out to be none other than their arch nemesis kingdom's prince. And That's chaos crazy. ensues. Brazen, yes. Chaos ensues with this band of merry bandits. And, and they know each other. Yes. They are known. They know so each other because story. they are cursed. As young children, they were all about together. You know, as old-timey kings and princesses do, you betroth people when they're very young and young teenagers. And when they met to have their big betrothal, Adalia's Her mother dies. Died, yeah. tragically. <laughs> and she... Their fathers curse the gods and the god comes down and is like, bitch, what? I curse you now. And so the two of them are cursed so that they can never touch. And obviously they cannot be betrothed anymore because if they do, they risk ruin and demise and death to everything they know in each of their own kingdoms. So they kind of have that tension already. So when he has stolen her, they cannot touch. They have to make it through this forbidden woods without touching. Um, when, When you're running from your life from, you know, mysterious objects chasing you that's way harder so because the florian wood is mysterious they eventually run into the others which we're not quite sure what the others are but basically the others are looking for idalia and they end up running into this magic village with it which is idazina and there's a lot of interesting characters there. But eventually we find out that Idalia has magic. She comes from this long line of magic women. And between that and Brazen obviously having feelings for her, uh, he decides that he's going to deliver her to King Lachlan of Eridian. So 
They make it over there. They're hanging out with him. Everything is cool. There's a big festival. We find out, though, that Lachlan is still in love with his dead wife, and he never sent a letter to Idalia's father asking for her hand in marriage. So we're like, uh, what's going on here? Brazen is reluctant to break the news to Idalia, but they have some sexy time, which we'll talk about since they couldn't touch, but it was good sexy time. And they decide with, or Princess Theodore, who's Lachlan's sister, is like, hey, I think I know how you guys can break the curse. So they're supposed to go find the woman of the woods, who's apparently like this old school prophet. And they go into the woods to find her. But then Idalia thinks that Brazen has betrayed her because they run into his his kingdom's men. And she has like this breakdown, whatever. She gets captured and Brazen gets injured and he gets knocked out and he goes looking for her and he runs into a person who we think might be friendly, but maybe not. Anyways, Idalia's in prison at Brazen's father's kingdom. I forget what that guy's name is, but he's a dick. Don't like him. Vasquez? Is it King Vasquez? And he's a dick and she's there for like 30 days. But then Brazen's band of thieves who are pretty cool, we like them, rescue her because one of the magic people, Rianne, told them that where Idalia was. And then now they're on their way to go find out where the hell Brazen is so they can rescue him too. And that's where the book ends. Woohoo, five minute very, recap done. Very good five minute recap. <laughs> I felt job, like I just relived it. Thank you, thank you. You all, keep all me points. around for random shit like that. <laughs> Help us get through it. So first, let's start off. Now that we've kind of set you up, and again, sorry for the name pronunciations. I feel like at this point you should know what you're getting at with us. I know, right? But we've set you up with a basic knowledge of this world and we're going to get into all the the character names, the places, the people, the feelings, that tavern scene Hilda mentioned. But I want to know, guys, what was your scoring for this? What did you guys think about it? So, so five out of five stars being the best ever. I give this three and a half. And not in a bad way, but like in a really good way. There were some things that bothered me. I think mostly the layout with the paragraphs. It made things choppy. That was hard. That was hard to follow a little bit. It took some getting used to. Yeah, it did. And so, but overall, like, I know it sounds weird, but she did an amazing job. And for this being her first novel, like, honestly, it was great. Like, I feel weird saying, oh, it's a three and a five, 3.5 stars. I don't mean that, like, dismissively. It's really, really impressive. And I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was really great. I look forward to book two. I really, really liked it. I also really, really liked it. I think if I had to give it a scoring, I would do maybe a 3.75. Ah, you stole my scoring. Oh, <laughs> But I... I also am so impressed how she was able to, for being her first book, like she really kept the pace going well. There were no weird lulls that weren't important or impactful for later storytelling, which I appreciated. I will say some of the words, I think sometimes it just like felt a little... SAT vocab. Mm-hmm. SAT vocabby, where like I, I, I consider myself a well-versed woman of English knowledge, and I was still like, "What does this word mean? I have never seen it." I in my did life. look up a few of them, and I was like, "Do people actually use this in everyday life?" I have an English degree, and I had to look up two words, so I feel like these are people, not. What were common. the words? What were the words? Um, it was the one for the men's underwear. I had never heard of like that medieval word. And I think uh-huh. there was this other word. There was an S word. that I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and usually I'm pretty good at like figuring out context clues. Right. But yeah, I, I had to look that one up. You know, there was one where I was trying. I felt like the word they were trying to say is don't be tardy or don't be late. But it came out don't be tarry. T-A-R-R-Y. And I was like, that it's either a typo or I just don't know what oh. this is trying to tell me. Terry is like old-fashioned language. You'll okay. find that in like medieval stuff. Okay. That's what um, I mean, I figured out from context clues, like don't be late, don't dawdle. But I was just like, I, what, oh, what? yes. I did just search it really quickly. Yeah. Don't tarry. Don't tarry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I did my like Google, you know, little search where you can highlight it and be like, what's the definition of this? It didn't really give me a good one. So I was like, oof, I don't know about this. But um, so, you know, learning new SAT words, appreciated that. I did find the character. Re- I liked, let me start over. I 
enjoyed the witty banter between the groups. There's a lot of different people chiming in in conversations. And I think the way she broke it up kind of in little mini two, three sentence character paragraphs throughout the page was interesting. That said, it did take a while to kind of get used to reading it that way. And because there's so many POVs that you're switching back and forth between, I guess really just between Adalia and Brazen, mm-hmm. it was hard for me to realize when I'm reading the book. It's like, who is the I in this situation? Is I Brazen or I Adalia? Because there was a little bit black and forth. So I'd have to like read through the context clues to be like, okay, who is now in third person, which would make this person first person, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So strange. Usually I have the same problems when I'm reading books like this. And this one, I had no issues. Interesting. I even remember you guys saying it, like texting it, like, oh, the format's a little weird. The way it's written is not my usual style. So I was really hesitant to start jumping in because usually I'm like, it'll stop me from reading more. But just flew through it. Yeah, and I think it almost made it easier to read a little bit because your eye is just studying on like two little chunks per time. So it makes you fly through it a little bit faster. I didn't hate it. It just was a little like, oh, it's different. It just it made it choppy for me. I don't know if just visually, but the way that I was reading it, I eventually got over it. But it took me it took me a little bit to get into it because of that. So I really liked it. I'm eagerly waiting for the next one. I know she just dropped this one. (laughs) But, you know, as book talkers, we like to know when the next book is coming out immediately. Bridget, what were your thoughts on it? I want to give it a four, but I felt like that was a bit generous. I really didn't have any complaints about it up until like the very end where, you know, we're kind of skipping through the POVs between the two main characters. And then we have the last POV of Brazen, which is the main male character. And we don't realize it. So I'm kind of just reading on. And I'm like, okay, when when are we going to see him again? When are we going to hear from him again? And it was just like back to back to back, like her in the dungeon or like the jail, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a bit choppy, but it wasn't really like a complaint for me to be like, oh, you know, this is horrible. This sucks. I did really like, you know, the banter between the characters. I love a good friend group. I and love a good friend group. The way Kaven is obsessed with Akatar and the Bat Boys. And the Night Corps, I was really hoping, you know, we'd get a good uh, friend group in this and she delivered. I think I can see some parallels between the Night Corps and these characters. I don't know if I'm drawing too much between them just because I know she likes them. And I'm like, where'd you get your inspo from? But, you know. So I did mention this. I feel like we got more inspo from the Plated Prisoner series than necessarily the, whatchamacallit. Yes. Then Akatar. SJM. Yeah. Because, you know, we have Torrent, who is the big giant, like Osric. Mm-hmm. We have the blonde dude. Well, maybe Judd and what was the name of the skinny guy that he called Spec? Lynn. Yeah, Lynn. Maybe they're a little bit different. But, you know, we had the badass woman. I can't remember her name. Lorna. Lorna, who's kind of like the other. Why am I having name? The girl that steals the wine. <laughs> yes. The one co- girl commander, female commander. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, I felt like it was more like the Plated Prisoner series. Because like, I think Torrent's supposed to be like kind of hot in his own burly giant way. But Lynn is not. Lynn's like skinny and scrawny. And like if you're going to have the Bat Boys, they have to be hot. Oh, I was going mostly personality and like what their roles serve. But I can see it. I can see a mix of the two. I, I mean, I really like this book. It's one of those, I picked it up, I sped through it, and I put it down. I may have forgotten immediately what happened until I started thinking about it and re- talking about it again. But it's for me, it's all about how captivated I am by the story, and I was just loving it. I didn't see too many. I didn't see as much as you called it out. I see the resemblance to the Play to Prentice in our series sort of group. I, I kind of like this group better, actually. I think they've got better banter and camaraderie between them all even though they're sort of a newly formed bandit group of friends, I could not stop picturing Torrent like the red giant. Um, yes. From <laughs> Cape of Thrones. Tormund. Yes. yes. Tormund. That's who I exactly pictured him as. I'm glad you said that. that. I pictured him as well. I don't think he has red hair though, but. No, I think he's blonde. blonde. Yes. Yeah. I was like close enough for me. I think, you know, because she does such a great Cassian impression and Bridget, you mentioned this earlier that he 
like that's kind of who we pegged as like the Cassian in the group. Yeah. I think it's not Cassian and Akatar. It's her impression of Cassian, which we know is kind of like a bimbo. He's a loving, lovable character. He will literally kill any human. But when it comes to an animal, he's a softy. I thought it was just so funny. And then, of course, like, you know, I'm a really big fan of enemies to lover. But this whole enemies to lover where they cannot touch. Mm -hmm. I was like, bringing me to a new level. I was really hesitant. I was like, how are we going to do this? Obviously, it's not going to be smutty. And it didn't matter. The As Hilda likes to call it, the emotional blue balls I was going through was enough for me to be invested. Mm-hmm. I got to tell I you, me too. I was worried about the no touching. I was like, well, but what do we have if we're not touching? I will say the that I had like, is shadow hands. immediate emotional blue balls. Like I felt mm-hmm. that pang when you're like, oh. I think it's really hard to get a reader to feel those emotions with you when you're going through the book and the fact that she got us so quickly Mm -hmm. in the first couple of chapters because I started feeling it as soon as we started getting those flashbacks from when they were kids and she was like, ew, kissing. And then she's like, I don't know what this feeling is, but maybe I do want to kiss him. And you're like, I remember the good old days when you're still trying to figure out what is what. And if you like a person and if you want to kiss them and you get that feeling of... Is this it? This is everything. The butterflies. Straight Mm -hmm. up butterflies. Yeah. She did a really good job making us care right off the get-go. And usually I hate flashbacks, but I did not hate these because she did it. She spaced them out really nicely. Like Mm -hmm. plated prisoners, Mm -hmm. I felt like it was chaotic with the flashbacks because one minute I was here, the next minute I was in a flashback. I was trying to figure out what was going on. It wasn't spaced out nicely. So you, you were getting chunks like very big chunks at one time versus like how she kind of scattered it throughout the book. The only time that I had to go back to check out which year is because they went from like a 12 years ago flashback to the story. And then they had a nine years ago flashback and then mm-hmm. they went back to 12 and then they started going up. So it went like six years and I think something else. That part did trip me up a little bit because I had to do some mental math there. And I'm like, okay, if she's this age now and she's that age then. I like- did pull out my cap- my um calendar and I was like, okay, so – her 18th birthday was this amount of years ago. How old is she now? I calculated. She was 24. At uh, 24. He's 25. Lachlan, I think, is 26. And then Teddy's like 20. She has to be 20. I can't yeah, we just she's say. younger than Lachlan. I feel like this is the appropriate age group in which I imagine everyone to be. So I really love that she wrote them in to that age group. Yep. I agree. I was worried. I was really worried because when we started off with a flashback, she was like 12 and I was trying to figure out what age she'd be now or i didn't even know if she was 12 i just assumed she was 12 she didn't tell us the ages until later she did tell us that brazen was 14 when they met and i was like does that mean she's like 12 11 13 but now we know that they're only a year apart so she was 13 so on that note well on that no there's no notes <laughs> i was like i have nothing to carry there well, just like okay me. so this is totally going old school but the whole situation in the eye place Idzenia, Idzenia, mm-hmm. the place in the woods with the mm-hmm. magic. Mm-hmm. I will say that I was a little confused by the magic and like the people. And I was getting annoyed because if there's something I hate in books sometimes is the overuse of I'm asking you questions, but you're not answering them and you refuse to answer them, which is kind of like what was happening when they were there. And then they were like drinking that weird tea and they were all getting hallucinations, but not really. But that whole thing reminded me of the old school Shira cartoon from like the early 80s. And when they first started talking about her, I could have sworn that Nuri was like Madame Raz. Who runs around saying razzle dazzle, razzle dazzle. Eventually we find out that I guess Nuri's hot and she hooks up with Torrent. But I was really, I was very confused. Maybe I, she's more like a Helen Mirren silver fox than a old crone in the woods. I don't I know. was not getting old crone in the woods at all. Like she, we were introduced to her and she immediately murdered a nobleman. Well, with like a, I'm forgetting the name of her mace. Mace. With her there mace. we go. I was going to call it a malice. <laughs> a mace. <laughs> a malice. Well, I figured she could have been an old crone that was a badass. Like, little old ladies can be really lethal with their canes. I mean, I sure. guess. But it was, just, it was just the vibe that I got. It took me a while to, like, understand what was happening. And I didn't 
off the bat love what was going on there. I was more confused than anything. In the woods in the city? The yeah. City in the, now I need to look up the name. It's the, like, the hippie yeah. village. The hip- yes. kind of what yes. it was. Everyone is so happy and they're like, this is how your world can be. And everyone's like, uh, can it really though? Because it seems like a little too good to be true. And they're like, that's because your brain is rotten with the kingdoms you live in. Like, this is how people really live. It was giving me a certain like movie or book vibes and I can't remember which one. And it's been bugging me all afternoon. I mean, I guess like the way you could describe it is like it's like it's almost like culty Stepford Wivesy, where everyone's like, "No, everything's great. This has turned my life around." And so I really want to believe that they are the good ones there, and that they don't suddenly. Oh, I really hope so. Turn evil. I Dezina. There we go. Which, by the way, <laughs> do you remember That's when? Just- um. Oh my God, what's his name? Was trying to introduce Adina Menzel and could oh, not. John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how my brain smashed these words together. Like, Idazina Mazel. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I thought. I will say that Idazina does not, like, roll off the tug. Now, let's talk about that. Because one of the things we had wanted to talk about that was, you know, we struggle with character names on a good day. But I felt like these ones also did not naturally roll off the tongue. And one of the ones I struggled the most with was, I mean, besides the city with starts with a V that I'm still now nervous to say out loud. Verdana? Verdana? Verdana. Okay, is that a font? Yes. I think so. <laughs> it is. It is. Now, this should be easier in my brain now to remember. But the other city that is Verdana's moral enemy, mortal enemy, now, it is spelled B-A-E, which my brain is like, that's Bay. Bay. Yes. <laughs> I immediately was like, oh, Bay Lyles. And I was like, oh. It's not yes. it's Ba. <laughs> Belial's. It's Belial's. And I could not, like, my brain could not get those two words to mush together in a way that rolled off my tongue. But it is Belial's. But again, my brain was like, Bay Lilies. Bay Lilith. I'm glad you also thought it was Lilies at one point. Because initially when I saw it, I was like, oh, Bay Lilies. And then I was like, oh, it's Belial's. And then I was like, oh, Lyle's makes sense. And I was like, the buff or pay part is I mean, up until, what, 20 minutes ago when I finished this book, my brain was still brain smashing it into Belilis. And like, (laughs) Belizeans, it was really weird. Is it really our fault or is it just the English language is bullshit sometimes? The English language is absolutely (laughs) horrible. Also, the other city, Er... Eridean. Eridean. My brain just like, nope, I'm calling you Ardalon, like from Throne of Glass, and we're just moving on. I don't know why. Did you know every single time I started reading it, my head immediately went to Arendelle from yes. Disney. I was like, nowhere close, but it's Arendelle today. Arendelle. And yeah, I see what I see it. Yeah. So, the only reason I pronounced those so quickly was because I went back to the pronunciations page, which again, thank you, Kaven. I just, we're sorry that we're just, we are who we are. Look, guys, I highlighted it. So when I'm on my Kindle, I can just hit the little note section, the annotation section, and it pulls them back up at the top. So like I could quickly see it if I'm struggling versus like flipping back and forth. And I still fucked up the names. Like, Kevin, I tried, girl. I really, really tried. That's a great hack. I didn't even know you could do that. I just, like a chump would go back to the title page and then try to figure out where it was. I mean, I would do that too, but then I'd get lost. And I was like, this, there has to be an easier way to do this. I just took a screenshot on my phone and kept going to my photo album. Yeah. I mean, that works too. Bridget's got Um, us working smarter, not harder. One part, I'm going to just bring this up. When one of the guys from his group, his little band of bandits called her a bitch and she cringed and he immediately turned around and said say that talk to her again to her like that again and I'll cut out your tongue and their their mouths basically dropped because they're like whoa I thought we hated her like what's going on here I was like oh yes love it. it coming in strong I was like love they're it. gonna get back together well yeah they would get back together <laughs> well obviously how do you guys feel about nicknames um, oh, so that her nickname was Little Sparrow. Sparrow. Little, Sparrow. Little Sparrow. I didn't understand why Lynn had a nickname also. Speck. Yes. Because I guess Torrent is a giant and Lynn is scrawny, so he just calls him Speck. Okay. I thought it was because he was small, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. I was just like, okay. I don't feel like you are enough of a main character to have a nickname. They're like 
in my head, they're like twins. Like that old movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh. <laughs> really? Except Danny DeVito is, you know, skinny and skinny. scrawny. I wasn't yeah. sure where you were going with that. I'm like, no, he's clearly Tormon and a giant. But like, okay, you know, but yeah, I, I feel like for visuals, yes, yes, yes. like for height and like as a visual reference, as a visual like, reference for height dif- differences, I get it. Yes, for me, I was thinking definitely like Cusco and Kronk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Cusco <laughs> in his llama form. <laughs> oh, Kronk and Cusco. Oh, the llama Kronk. <laughs> I have a shirt with Kronk on it. Not Kronk on it. Uh, Cusco and it says no touchy. That I wore to Disney during the pandemic. Oh. When we couldn't touch anything. Oh my god. I love it. I want one too. Yeah. I love that around. movie. It's, it's so the greatest. Good. It's really great. Oh, so funny. Cusco's poison. The poison for Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously we like Disney. I hope I mean, you like Disney too saying. to our followers. Goes our listeners. Thing. All right. What's next on the timeline? What else did we forget? Uh, want to talk about? So something we, we both talked <laughs> about, which I think is interesting, because you know we read these books and we we do have light banner back and forth, like oh, did you get to this part? What about that part? And something we all said is we both kind of thought Lachlan, the king, who they're bringing <laughs> her back to, was gay, and we're like, oh, he must not be into her because he's gay. But no, he's just pining the loss of his. Mourning the loss of his dear wife. Yeah. I don't know how you guys got this at all. Also, what was the thing about him rubbing his ear constantly? I don't like, know. the kid yeah. had major anxiety, but the fact that she kept bringing up him rubbing his ear was like, so we, so we're led to believe, I guess, so far that all the parents suck. Yes. And so King Lester, who was Lachlan, and Teddy's father was an asshole which is why i guess lachlan has those anxiety issues that's what i thought it was like nervous tics because he seemed very nervous around adalia and i think this is just part of that a result of that upbringing yeah and then and i also think that we're supposed to think that he's nervous around her because he likes her and Mm -hmm. really it's just he's just a nervous individual Mm -hmm. because ultimately he didn't write the letter asking for her hand in marriage that was I presumably set up by King Vasquez to capture her. Because um, mm-hmm. that guy, you know what? We have to say it. Fuck that Fuck guy. That guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I thought he was interested in her at, when they first met when they were kids trying to pick the lock to the Avery. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Aviary. Aviary. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you were close. <laughs> I, I'm i pretty sure my cousin's kid is named Avery. Maybe this is where it, my head Possibly. was going. And... So I was like, he started talking to her verse, and I thought, I thought he was the main character. I thought that was the boy that's going to be her love interest, not the boy picking the lock. But it turned out to be completely wrong. Within like two seconds of the book, I was like, oh, look. And so I was trying to pay attention to him, pay attention to his details, and he was not brazen. So I initially thought that Teddy, who, by the way, her name is Theodora, because her father, again, because he's an asshole, was like, I'm only supposed to have male heirs and didn't bother changing her name, even though she was a girl. So that's why they call her Teddy. I thought Lachlan and Teddy were going to be assholes. The whiny kids like, mm. "You, I got my face cut. I'm going to go tell. You guys are going to get in trouble. But apparently, mm-hmm. even though they all are from separate kingdoms, so far it seems like they genuinely like each other. And do you have a friendship and there's not necessarily any jealousies or anything going on? Obviously, still early in the series. I think whatever you said that you might have some doubts about Teddy. Oh, yeah, I do. But I got a pretty good vibe from the friend group. So the reason that we thought that Lachlan was gay, super long tangent, is because he wasn't interested in Idalia. Idalia. Her name's Idalia. And so, you know, we end up finding out, though, it's because he's just in love with his ex-wife, who died recently. He's which a widower. Makes sense right. why, yeah. Which makes sense why he would still be, you know, so thinking I about her and not want to move on. Yeah, I immediately thought he might still be in, his, in love with his late wife when the aunt had brought up that he's been planning this festival in honor of her and he was going to do some big thing. And so I was like, wow, 
you know, you're really putting on a show here for your kingdom, yet you've already, you know, agreed to marry someone else. And I thought it was really fishy. And I kept thinking, why is everyone so okay with his future wife coming to this festival to, that's supposed to honor his late wife? And at no point did this guy actually push her away because she kept trying to touch him, hug him, embrace him, wanted to dance with him. Their fingers would graze each other. And so she was doing all the right things and he was kind of reciprocating a little bit there. So I don't think that that was necessarily the case. I think that because they were childhood friends, they were like, oh, we're so happy to see each other. And then, you know, she was way. Yeah, like looping her arm. No, she was arm. doing it as, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, she was chasing after him. But again, he's a man, so he's probably clueless. He was like, oh, this is just my friend. Because also remember, he got that letter from her that one time where all she did was like go off on a drunk rant about Bray's and like, oh, how's he doing? Don't tell me, blah, blah, blah. So like he already knew she, that she that had letter was for Bray's. That letter was her version of fuck that guy. <laughs> no, no. Oh. She literally was like, oh, hope he's not doing well or something. Yes, don't like him. Screw him. I'm trying to remember. Love. But yes, the general sentiment, yes. Where she was like, hi, how's it going, buddy? But what about this guy? And he's a jerk and you should never talk to him again. Okay, bye. That was a terrible impression of that letter. Just go read it. <laughs> no, but it was it was funny. What else? Let's talk I- about did at any point were you guys suspicious of them, of the siblings? Because we find out he didn't write the letter or he didn't send the letter. So did you think, who did you think was playing her? I automatically, when Braze discovered that Lachlan didn't send the letter, I thought he, I thought it was a possibility that her dad made it up. But okay. obviously we find out that Vasquez sent it. Right. Um, I thought it made that- sense. That Vasquez was set the whole thing in motion because he sent the letter knowing that his enemy would send his daughter to go wed him to secure security for their kingdoms through that alliance. And then simultaneously hired the bandits, a.k.a. Braze and crew, to go steal her from the woods. And he knew she would be there because he had set up the whole thing himself. Am I still suspicious of Teddy? Slightly, yes, because she just seems too... She knows things. Nice. And she was asking a lot of questions. And she was pushing her to answer questions, even if she didn't know. So the way she was behaving was a little suspicious to me. And then I found out that, you know, Lachlan didn't send the letter. So I thought maybe Teddy did on behalf of the brother because she would have access to those things. Um, And I thought she was scheming. And then she turned out to like tell him, hey, there's a way for you to break the curse. And she was also breaking into her dad's fault to get more information on the passage or whatever it's called and the forest. And it's a little worried. I think SJM has warned us. The Twisted Sisters have warned us. And I now keep my head on a swivel with any character. I'm like, is it you? I'm not getting I'm not getting bad vibes from her. But you know who I did get bad vibes from? Who? The mother. Oh, 100%. The mother who we should also mention was poisoned. I think we talked about that, but like Joffrey style at a wedding. I think she killed herself. I do too. (gasps) Really? Because you know why I think this is because when they were – this is during the flashback. um, Brazen was standing there watching their kingdom, their like royals walk in. And the mom walks in. She glances at him, smiles, and immediately drops her smile. And she continues on. So I was like, what? And we know that she's not a very happy, nice person. She's constantly suffering from headaches. And then she immediately dies after that. I felt like she knew something was about to go down. And like she couldn't hold in her gleam or she was scheming a little bit. And then when she reappeared in the river as a water woman, I was like. (laughs) As the water spirit. Water spirit. Basically. I like Water Woman <laughs> as the Water Woman. <laughs> I was thinking very much like um, Avatar Airbender, just now like water, fire, air, earth. Um, where was going this? Yes, I did not trust her at one, not one bit. 
yeah. There was the way that she got described where, like, she couldn't, like, see her eye color. I felt maybe it wasn't the mother and it was malevolent, although it seems that it was the mother, but the mother is not cool. And when she was imprisoned, when Idalia was imprisoned by Vasquez, Vasquez was like, your dad killed her. But I was like, did you guys catch the part where her dad is the king consort and not the actual ruler? Yeah. I did. I but thought that was she, an interesting concept. I thought that too, especially considering the way the rest of them, they had mentioned, oh, the men walk ahead because the men talk business and blah, blah, blah. And the women hang back. And I thought it was weird that they would have a woman as the queen ruler and then a king consort. So I was like, that's a little bit contradicting already. So I was very so- confused how that was going on and she never was acting as the ruling queen she kept acting like the consort even though he was a consort well you know the patriarchy is bullshit we know that yes so going back to the mother she when Idalia's like I'm so sorry I never visited your grave blah 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 and the mother was like oh don't worry it's you were just too young and you don't know what spite is or something like that and the way yes. that she said it, I was like, mm, I feel like this lady is not, she's not kosher. She has done some really, I don't trust her. And then Vasquez was basically like, you know, your mom orchestrated this whole thing. So I feel like if he's the villain, he has no reason to lie. So also... If she had powers that we're assuming she had because she was getting headaches and that's what Idalia was like, oh, I'm getting headaches like my mom does when Mm -hmm. I don't follow what the magic is telling me to. Why didn't she tell her daughter, like forewarn her, like leave her a diary or something? Be like, So I still have my suspicions about her husband, the king consort, Idalia's dad. Because in the beginning when they're, you know, reminiscing on the scene in the chaos and her dad is kind of shoving her into the carriage – it's mentioned that he's speaking in tongues she doesn't understand. And so I thought maybe that the magic ran through his bloodline and there was some kind of like protection thing. Like this, for some reason this stood out to me. I thought I'm like, oh, he's uttering magic. Like this is what he's doing to protect them. Like there's something there he's he's hiding um, because you're not quite sure how this magic bloodline runs, although it does seem pretty apparent that it's through the women's side. The Highland women. The Highland women. Yeah. But I wonder if maybe the dad was doing something like poisoning the mom to reduce the magic's effects. Like maybe they had schemed and they were trying to figure out like prevent her from doing – I don't know. Because I'm like if she knew something bad was about to happen and she did not act on it because it's pretty painful when the magic flares up as like a I don't want you to do what you're doing course correct – it's like mentioned it's like a really hot, searing, burning sensation. So to disregard that and have frequent headaches as much as she did, like there has to be a higher reason why she did that. Pick it up and well, put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I think like she's not cool. And I and- also was suspicious of the water woman when <laughs> she asked her, oh, like to verify her identity, what did you used to do for me every night? And she was like, I would sing. Like, I, that just felt like a stat, like a guess to me. Like, as all the Highland women do. I like, definitely. Oh, man, you nailed it. I, I know. I was like, oh, okay. So that was suspicious. Obviously, I think it's her mom, but I not, think her mom is up to something. And the way the mom, when she was the water moment, was like, oh, while you were there, he sent a letter to his dad to send the guards to come capture you. I was like, what? Yeah. What? I so, thought it was a trick, but then it turned out to be real. No, he never sent the letter to the guards. I know, right, but the guards thought, were there. The guards I, yeah, I didn't think the guards were actually there. I thought that she was tricking her into getting to believe this, and she was like hallucinating that she would see the guards. But the guards were there. Is- so speaking of hallucinations, when Idalia is, I don't know, having one of those moments with the Mania, who are like the wise people that have magic, but not the prophets – Still a little confused on that. She goes they see the into, past and the prophets see the future. Yeah. That's what I've gathered. She goes into a vision where she sees some stuff from her old kingdom. And in that vision, the king of 
Verdana is friends with the king of Belial's and hey, Lily's. the queen <laughs> the queen the queen of Verdana so married to the king has just given birth and Idalia's like oh that's the traitorous queen so oh, yeah, there's something there there's some kingdom bullshit mm-hmm. some kingdom going beef we got on and I'm interested in knowing why, how Idalia's bloodline, and I'm really making an effort to call her Idalia, even though I want to say Idalia, is involved in that whole. Right. I think thing. their kingdoms have been at war for almost, what, a century? Yeah, I could. Yeah, I sure. So I'm assuming it started with them in so, that little flashback. Yeah. So when they called her the traitorous queen, I was like, what if. She was in love with the king from Belial's, but because the king of Verdana said, oh, I won her fair and square, she was forced to marry the king of Verdana, but then she ended up leaving him to go to Belial's. And that's why she's a traitorous queen. Ooh, interesting. I made up that backstory as I read that, but I am obviously I made up some of a, a similar Haven. one. I'm with you with that. I'm glad you brought that up because then that would mean his family – could potentially have magic and the, you're catching my jokes here you guys are gonna be blank stairs i believe that brazen has magic yes but i agree with you on that one because of the tavern scene well but- also at some point he was upset and he sa- said he felt like a tingling in his arm and then i yeah. was like wait whose pov are we reading right now because i was like but- how is he also having tingling in his arms but just because the traitorous queen was a queen, that doesn't mean that she was a Highland woman. Right. And then there's that whole thing where there, in one of her visions, she met someone or she saw one of her ancestors, but it wasn't a match to Right. It queen. wasn't to the other two that we mentioned. It wasn't a match to the wife, Mallory, it was, or to it the was, Adelaide. It was the, Syra. Yeah. Yes. Syra Highland. And she met, I think, the king Novak. Novak. Uh-huh. Yes. And so we assume that the Highland that he was married to would have been her, but it wasn't. Unless they did a name swap, like flop or something. Yeah. I had, I, I had the same theory about a name swap and flop. Because then I would be like, it's like how are the bloodlines mixing? I don't understand. So kudos, Kevin, because you really have us. You really got us, girl. You got us good. Really wondering here what's going on. Yeah. Just one but thing like, I love a good about way. a book. Yeah, yeah, you I don't love- even realize how in depth she actually went until we're talking about it right now because it seemed pretty cut and dry when I was reading it. Now I'm like, oh, wait a second. Maybe it's not so cut and dry. Oh, I love it. I love those kinds of books. Well done. I feel like it's a tangled web to weave and you did it. She did a great job weaving it. I love now, a mystery. Let's talk about the tavern scene. Okay. So to set us up, we have. You know, these two have had so many witty conversations where we feel like feelings are brewing. They're kind of helping each other, doing nice things to each other. But of course, they can't touch. They can't really get close because, of course, we can't risk it. And so they have a they have a love hate. They have a love hate. Obviously, they came to be because he she he slaughtered all of her men and stole her from where she was supposed to be going. So it's not like they started off on a good foot. They have that tensiony. I hate you, but I kind of like you, but I should hate you, but I still One of like my favorite lines was, I hate that I have to hate you. Oh, I yeah, like, I like that one. Yes, I love it. I, get lo- I love a so, good brewing romance. Right before this scene, when they when Brazen delivers Idalia to King Lachlan, he's immediately super jealous, so jealous that they can touch skins, that they can lock arms, that they can dance so freely. And he's basically like a shell of himself having to watch all this go down. So on the night mm-hmm. of celebration, he goes out into the tavern to drink his sorrows away. Adalia had like a dance with her and they couldn't touch. So the king was like, oh, we'll play this special song. And you guys know this dance that we learned from when we were kids. And you guys could dance with each other without actually touching. So tensions are already high. Like they were saying that how the music disappeared the audience disappeared it was just the two of them and like an entirely new song started and halfway through that song so the king was like <clears throat> so i can't hold off the people any longer but like you guys can continue dancing or go get a drink or something it reminded and she's me like, oh sorry go ahead 
No, and then she was like, oh, no, I want to dance with you, King Lachlan, because I'm here for you. And Brazen's like, fuck this, I'm out. I'm going to go get a drink. And that dance scene, I feel like, was very – it reminded me of Pride and Prejudice when they're dancing together and, like, they mm-hmm. don't want to be dancing together. Yep. I was like, I see you, and I I'm glad it. you brought that up because did you guys not see the dedication at the beginning of the Yes, book? where there's a Pride and Prejudice where his hand flex. Oh, yes. So, so hold on, because now – Oh, go ahead. I can't remember. Didn't he go to the tavern because he was looking for her Mm-mm. after he had the conversation with Lachlan? No. No. He, that, he went looking for her after all of this. Because Lachlan yes. was like, you look disheveled. And he's like, I wish I could tell you why. So they were partying and celebrating. And then they had their dance together because he was like, he couldn't watch her any longer dancing with the king. And so he went up to what he says. He was going to say goodnight to the king. And the king was like, oh, why didn't you guys have a dance? And he basically forces Idalia to dance with Brazen by putting them in that situation. He changes the music and they have their dance. And then at the end of that, the king was like, oh, we can all go get a drink or we can continue. And she says, no, I want to continue dancing with you, my king, or whatever vertebrate she is. And he's like, I'm going to go get a drink. And he walks away and he leaves and he goes to his tavern. They have their dance. Then they have their surprise for the festival, which turns out to be fireworks, which was super cute, that the king had was spending weeks on to honor his late wife because she had said that something about the stars and she loved them and he thinks he's she's a star up there and then that's when she realized he really still loves his first wife and then she runs off to go find brazen in the tavern and she goes through several of them before they meet up and then he's she couldn't get any service there because it was so busy and then they go steal bottles of alcohol in the cellar and Dahlia is not hip to the fact that he's anguished over the fact that it's Lachlan, not him. And so she does a little tangent on, you know, it's we had to leave your friends behind. We're not sure if they're okay. I'm really sorry. You know, it's okay to mourn and grieve. And he's like, what are you talking about? My friends are fine. And he's firing off nasty comments. They kind of get into it a little bit. But in a very heated argument, they do say nasty things to each other. But I feel like mm-hmm. it's warranted because of everything they've been through. And so you know – when two people that kind of sort of like each other get into this hot, heated argument, what are you going to do with all that passion? Rip your clothes off, obviously. Basically. Yeah. And then they start daring each other, essentially. Like, what would you do? What would you do with that hand? And you know how it started? It was like, oh, if I wasn't cursed, you couldn't imagine I would wring your neck off or something like that. And then there's like, what would you do? And then that's how it went from there. And he tried warning. He's like, Adalia. And she's like, no. What would you do? Where would you put your hands? And then, Oof. you know, her hands went to all the places that his hands would have gone. Yeah. Yes. So Forbidden to- love. Great. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So two, two thoughts that were with me during the scene. Ooh, tavern cellar floor. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, she <laughs> just got on the floor, lay down, and I was like, you're naked. Like, are you? Did you lay down? Did you lay like, on your dress? Yes, like, you can lay on your clothes. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of dirt. We've all had like barefoot at the end of the night. It's sticky, not a cute yes, look. Sticky bar. <laughs> Let's stick him a bare ass on that. Did you also notice this is like a side tangent, but they spit a lot in this book? Yes. They were all yeah. like, <laughs> ew, ew, ew. I can't believe it just did the sound effects couple of lines when they were talking it was like <laughs> <laughs> why are you spitting so much especially Lorna I think is the one who did it the most I know yeah. she did it the most it was like oh her way God. of showing like her feelings and I was like dang girl how much, how much saliva do you have it's a problem <laughs> oh my god so wait wait hold on so let's let's, <laughs> let's go back to, to sexy time scene okay so essentially he's telling her what to do with her hands. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, those are my hands touching you, whatever. At one point when she gets on the floor, which we hope on her dress, mm-hmm. and not on the actual floor of the cellar, she starts describing that she can like actually feel his hand. And then when they describe, I guess, penetration, Mm-hmm. She actually describes that she feels him coming in and out. And so for a minute there, I was like, bro, are we actually she, doing this? This is like 
real like x-rated to say this on the podcast but i'm saying anyhow she mentions that he hits well phantom whatever hits her cervix basically they don't call it a cervix but basically that's where i was getting at yeah i think she called it like her up it was kind of weird upper barrier or something like that i was like upper canal (laughs) you know is what it was and i was like are your fingers that long I was so, like, okay, this I appreciate another way of describing where we are. You know what? I didn't catch <laughs> you know I mean? that. I didn't catch that. And the reason I didn't is because when you hit your cervix, it hurts. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess she's just saying like Where's he's in there good. He's in there okay. good. He's all up in there. Yeah. I, I yeah, like a pair, I guess he's long. <laughs> like real long. I mean all fantasy men are it's well endowed. Fantasy. We know, we know. Right. So they're then- all He's in perfect velvet covered oh. rod, <laughs> which I appreciate did not come out once. Was it velvet yes. wrapped steel that did not come yes, out? That is steel. one that always comes up. <laughs> I hate that description. <laughs> yep, it takes me out of it. <laughs> it. Takes me out. So it just makes me cackle. <laughs> they, you know, you brought that up, Hilda, because for a minute there, I also was like, we went from this fantasy description of like what I what it feels like it's your hand, but pretend it's my hand. She like these thrusts and she's like i feel the thrust and i'm like wait hold on i was like wait they did actually she actually get it? on her yeah yes that's what i thought but too. they were not but her envision like that's why i think he also has magic because these things all you know something's happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah yeah I and let's know. just it was he, he had a good time himself too he had yeah. a mess yes. his, he had a mess he had to clean up yeah she he finished it. they both finished it was great right we, we heard we saw that weird word that we didn't know about his underwear the medieval term yeah. for underwear that you brought up that I can't remember. It's like it braze. Like something like that. But it was a really great scene. And you know we love a shadow hand. You know we love Dorian Havillard with his shadow hands. So this was another great one. But I will say, Bridget, I do think you're on something with the mar- like the sun of sparking magic or breaking down some kind of barrier between them. Because later on when they're deciding, okay – we're going to do this. We're going to go back and try and save your friends. There's a way to unlock this curse that we found in the book that Teddy found, and we're going to go after it, but we have to go in back into the scary woods. And they're kind of psyching themselves up for this journey, and he puts his hand out to, like, cup her cheek, and she says she feels that he can cup her cheek. Yep. Yeah. And, like, she's holding her hand here. <laughs> I imagine if, like, you're just a servant walking by, and you'd be like, what in the blue hell is happening here? His hand's just out. She's just holding her hand away from her face, pretending to touch his hand. <laughs> yeah. I, there's definitely something. I can't wait to figure out what it is. I know. And I'm – She started no mentioning – I want to like, know last, when this is going to happen next. I know. Those last couple of chapters, she kept referencing how she could feel him when he was nearby. Like he, she could feel him on the back of his neck and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, are we touching yet? Are we not touching yet? Is this happening or is this shadow hands? Like tell me. I loved it. I love – you. I think you said it right, Bridget. The forbidden romance part of it. It's like, mm-hmm. oof, this is great. This is a new level we've unlocked. Because remember, a, we it's really a love fate, guys. I know. <laughs> I was like, the fate. title told us everything we needed to know, but it reminds me of how I felt when Poppy was the maiden and she couldn't like do technically anything mm-hmm. with Hawk, but she mm-hmm. was still trying. Mm-hmm. And that was a forbidden romance. But this is like next level because this is better. You know, they will straight up just kill themselves and their kingdoms um, if they decide to even kiss. All right, the stakes have been raised. I feel like you like raise a pinky and you're. They have a really good quote about that. Hold on. Let me find it. Keep talking. But one person asks, oh, have you guys like tried touching each other through a sheet? And they're like, what? We could that do that? So, I think it was the aunt. Wasn't it the aunt? It was. Like the drunk aunt who's like, you're dum-dums. And they're like, well, they both look at each other like. It. it is better to die together than to live apart. It became like the reoccurring saying like in the past couple of chapters. Because like she that. said it, then he said it, which I thought was cute because, like, she didn't tell him. He just brought it up by himself. And I was like, you guys are on the same page. And, you know, that's where we're at. We're at. We're here for it. And we love it. So, guys, any last thoughts on this book? Kaven, I support you, girl. And I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to just, you know, have that done by the end of the week, get that published, it would be great. Great. We'd really love to spike that into our podcast readings. But I echo the same sentiments. I am so – I don't want to say like I had low expectations, but I was cautiously optimistic and I'm like, oh, I'm all in. I'm all in. So I will happily read this next time it comes out, Kaven, 
And this is a shameless plug in advance that you can send us an arc. We would love that. So Yes. Send it. Send it, please. We're your biggest fans, along with the rest of Book Talk, as you know, because, you know, you're basically one of the queens of Book Talk. I should note, we did not receive an arc. I'm not even sure Kaven knows us, but we know her and we're proud of her and we love this book and recommend it still. All right, guys. Well, before we go, I did have some listener shout outs we wanted to give. Now, please hold while I look that up because I was not prepared. While she's looking that up, we're going to go ahead and announce what the Twisted Sisters announced earlier today because it is the 11th and they had a, a huge announcement on Zodiac Academy. So we found out that there will be an additional book in the Zodiac Academy series. So the series will not end at book eight, which would be coming out in November or December. We will get book nine. We don't know when. We're hoping it's a March release versus waiting entirely new year. The fandom has mixed feelings. The podcast hosts have mixed feelings. We do. Um, I overall am excited. I'm excited because here's well, here's why. I am impatient, and so that's yes. why I don't want to have to wait. But I'm excited because had the creators of Game of Thrones been like, hey, we're going to need a ninth season. We can't wrap this up in eight. I would much rather have them done that than give us the crap they finalized it with. So if this means I we're know. getting a full, complete ending, I would much rather have that. I, again, was just so excited to have the complete story happen. I feel like I'm waiting over a, I mean, it's really only been a year, but it really feels like longer. I feel <laughs> like lifetime. it's probably been longer because they were supposed to finish the series at book yeah. seven. So we've been waiting and waiting. I've been waiting, waiting since July of last year. I love this series so much that I was a little sad that it was going to end. So the fact that we're getting another book, I can't say that I hate that. I secretly love that. I... What I do resent is that they made us wait a week. And, like, we really thought that it was going to be, like, a TV series announcement. And we were really excited. I know. So then, to be told, oh, you're just, you have to wait longer now for another book. That was kind of like, oh. I really. Bullshit. I would have put money down. I'm like, oh, the way they're hyping this up, it's a whole week. We had to wait for this announcement. Like, it's a TV series. And I already, my brain, I'm like, it's going to be HBO because they already have that dragon money budget from Game of Thrones. And they're trying to get that return on investment for that technology. I'm like, and you got dragons here. It's a perfect match. Nine seasons. They'll pull it off great. I was very manifesting. I still am manifesting this for them. But I'm just saying, that's what I thought it was. I know. Yeah. I would have been so happy if it was a TV series. I, you know, I love this book. I've read it way too many times. This, the first couple of books, way too many times. I'm over it. Not going to lie. I wanted to come to an end. I feel heartbreak for my characters. I feel heartbreak for ourselves. We've gone through so much. I was excited to finally wrap it up and get the happily ever after, especially where we left off with our two main couples, not together. So if they're going to give us a semi-nice cliffhanger with book eight, it better not be the reunion between Tori and Darius or Lance and Darcy, because that means we have over 700 pages to read without our main couples. And that's some bullshit. That's what I'm worried about. Like, Well, I wonder how we can get answers to some questions. Wow. We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay tuned for a very special announcement. But anyway, speaking of special announcements, we want to give some special shout outs to folks that have taken the time to leave us a review and tell us what they think. We love hearing from you guys. So we are on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You guys can give us a listen there. And we love to hear from you. And again, we'll always give you a shout out. So we want to give a a lovely shout out. Again, we always appreciate you guys taking the time to leave us a review. It means so much to us and really helps us be found by other great listeners who love this as much as you guys do. So thank you to Miami Me. She loves listening to this podcast and we love you. And also to Maria, she said, this is just amazing, a must listen. And you know what, girl? We agree with you. We are a must listen. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a review. We love you guys. And I think that's all from today. Anything else Uh, to add? That's it. I was just going to say, shout out to Bestie Renee for reaching out so we can talk about the Twisted Sisters announcement. And also shout out to our 
BFF Britt, who also now has engaged in a lot of talk with us because we're yeah. BFFs now. You guys can find us on Instagram at booktalkmademe underscore pod and we'll engage with you. Shoot us a DM. Let us know your yeah. thoughts and feelings. Were you into this book? Have you read it yet? Did you love it as much as us? Also, what are your thoughts and feelings on the new Zodiac Academy announcements? You know our feelings. What are yours? Tell us. Slide into our DMs and we will slide on back. I don't know. That seemed weird. <laughs> it's like, I don't... <laughs> Uh, we'll talk to you back. It's it's a great time. We'll respond. We'll respond. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.